Would you turn to Matthew chapter 24, and we read verses 36 through 51. Ready or not, here I come. Matthew 24, beginning at verse 36. But of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. For the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah, For as in those days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark. And they did not understand until the flood came and took them all away, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. Then there will be two men in the field, one will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and one will be left. Therefore, be on the alert, for you do not know which day your Lord is coming. But be sure of this, that if the head of the house had known at what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have been on the alert and would not have allowed his house to be broken into. For this reason, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not think he will. Who then is the faithful and sensible slave whom his master put in charge of his household to give them their food at the proper time. Blessed is that slave when his master finds so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But if that evil slave says in his heart, My master is not coming for a long time, and begins to beat his fellow slaves and eat and drink with drunkards, the master of that slave will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour which he does not know, and will cut him in pieces, and assign him a place with the hypocrites. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Let's pray. Father, we pray now. That you would take the words that come from the very mouth of our Lord Jesus, the words inspired by your Spirit to warn us, to challenge us, to remind us that Jesus is coming again. And I pray, Lord, that there would not be even one here today who would walk out of this place unprepared for the return of Jesus. Father, take these words, apply them to our lives this day, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Ever played hide-and-seek with little children? It is one of the most enjoyable things you could ever do. And you will hear stuff like this, Grandpa... You go hide under the steps, and I'll come and find you. Or, Grandpa, I'll go hide under the table, and you come in and find me. And I love to kind of play along with that. You know, they tell me where to go, but I'm wandering all over the house. And are you in this room? Are you in that room? I can't find you. And finally, they can take it no longer, and they'll start to giggle, or they'll say something to give an old man a hint, you know, where they are. And... And when you find them, it is such a 
wonderful experience, isn't it? Oh, you found me! What a, what a glorious thing. It is fun. When you play hide-and-seek, you always begin the same way, don't you? You've got to close your eyes and cover them up, and you've got to count to ten, or maybe twenty if it's Grandpa trying to get his spot. And then, what do you say? Ready or not, here I come. Ready or not, Jesus one day is going to come. Some will be ready. Uh, some are awaiting that day. Some look forward to that day as, as their blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior. But there are many people that are not ready. And Jesus will still come. So we need to be ready. Jesus is coming again. So first of all, we need to be warned. We need to be warned. For those who know the Lord, we await that day. But for those who don't know Him, Jesus gives a twofold warning here. First of all, His coming will bring judgment. Notice the illustration He gives in verse 37. He says, For the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah. What were those days like? For as in those days before the flood came, they were eating and drinking, they were marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, and they did not understand until the flood came and took them all away, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. The point that Jesus is making here with the flood is that those in Noah's day did not take God's warning seriously. They went about with business as usual. huh? They were eating and drinking, they were working and they were getting married. And it wasn't until, and it wasn't because they didn't know about the flood. And Noah was a preacher of righteousness. And Noah preached to them for over a hundred years while he was building the ark, and they did not take to heart what he had to say. And I can imagine them laughing at him. What are you doing building this boat out in the middle of the wilderness? God is going to judge the world with a flood. Oh, yeah, right. Sure, Noah. Laughing at him, sarcastic comments about him. They lived as, if, lived as if judgment would never come, and they were caught unaware. The flood came, and they were swept away. Jesus said the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah. Business as usual. And it's not because people haven't been warned. We have been warned throughout Scripture over and over again. Jesus is coming again. And most people live as, a, as if that will never happen. In fact, we are told in Second Peter chapter 3 that one of the signs of the last days is that people will be laughing about this idea of a second coming. Listen to what Peter says. Second Peter 3, beginning at verse 3. He says, Know this first of all, that in the last days, mockers will come with their mocking, 
following after their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of His coming? Yeah, they've been talking about this for a long time. And they go on to say, For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all continues just as it was from the beginning of creation. This idea of God invading history, this idea of God bringing judgment, that's never happened. And Peter says, oh yes, it has. And he points back to the flood. He says, for when they maintain this, it escapes their notice that by the word of God, the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of water and by water through which the world at that time was destroyed, being flooded with water. So those of you who think that God will never bring judgment, look back to the flood. He did it once and he will do it again. It will not be with water. But with fire, but by his word, the present heavens and earth are being reserved for fire, kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. He goes on to say, the Lord is not slow about his promise. As some count slowness, but is patient with you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief, in which the heavens will pass away with a roar and the elements will be destroyed with an intense heat and the earth and its works will be burned up. Be warned. Jesus' coming will bring judgment. Then he goes on to give another warning. Not only will his coming bring judgment, but his coming will bring separation. Look at verse 40 and 41. He says, then there will be two men in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one will be left. There will be a separation when Jesus comes again, co-workers will be separated from one another. Neighbors will be separated from one another. Church members will be separated from one another because not everybody that goes to church is a Christian. Even some husbands and wives will be separated from one another. There was a judge who was not a believer And someone came up to him and said, I understand that you and your wife are going to be separated. And he said, what do you mean? He said, we have a happy marriage. And the person said, your wife, I know, is a believer in Jesus. And you profess to be an atheist. When Jesus comes again, you will be separated from your wife. She will go to be with Jesus And you will spend eternity in hell, he told the judge. That's going to happen. When Jesus comes, he will bring judgment. His coming will bring separation. And that's why Jesus says we need to be warned. And we need to warn others as well. Jesus is coming again. Be warned. The second thing we see here, Jesus is coming again. Be watchful. 
Verse 42 says, Therefore be on the alert. Be watchful, for you do not know which day your Lord is coming. And he goes on to illustrate it. He says, But be sure of this, that if the head of the house had known at what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have been on the alert and would not have allowed his house to be broken into. For this reason you also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not think he will. So what's the illustration? The illustration is is that of of a thief. And Jesus is by no means a thief. And yet his coming will be like that for many people. For one thing, his coming will be unexpected. Just as you don't know when a thief is going to come, you don't know when Jesus will come either. He will come at an hour that you do not expect him. He doesn't send you a text. By the way, I'll be there at 9.30 tonight. I'll write you a letter. I'm coming on Tuesday evening. Or Twitter or whatever they call Send you some Facebook announcement or something. You don't know when he's coming. And we don't know when Jesus is coming. His coming will be unexpected. And besides being unexpected, his coming will bring loss. It will bring great loss. One author says, as far as the ungodly are concerned, Jesus will come and take everything they have, all the things they have cherished and trusted instead of him. It's all going to burn in the end, isn't it? All the things that people are accumulating, all the things that they think are going to satisfy, they're going to be gone one day. Someone has said that, you know, uh, he who has the most toys in the end wins. Have you seen a bumper sticker like that? Is that true? What a false statement. What's going to happen to all those toys in the end? They're going to burn. They will burn. But worse than losing their possessions, the ungodly will also lose their souls. What did Jesus say? What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? What gain is there if you accumulate all these things, but you don't know Jesus as your Savior, and you spend a Christless eternity in hell? What have you gained? What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Once the door of the ark was shut in Noah's day, The opportunity was gone. And there will come a day when the opportunity to be saved will be gone. Be watchful. William Barclay tells a fable of three apprentice demons who were coming to earth to finish their apprenticeship. And they were talking to Satan, the chief of the devils, about their plans to tempt and to ruin men. The first one said, I will tell them that there is no God. And Satan said, that will not work. The second one said, I will tell them that there is no hell. He said, that will not work either. The third one said, I will tell them that there is no hurry. 
He said, that'll work. Tell them there's no hurry. Oh, yes, there is a God. Yes, there is a judgment, but you've got time. You don't have to be so concerned about it now. You've got things you want to do now. You've got time to wait. There's no hurry. The most dangerous of all delusions is that there's plenty of time. And yet Jesus said he will come at a time when you don't think. Be alert. Be watchful. Be ready. Third thing we learn is that Jesus is coming again. Be working. Be occupied. To be ready for the return of Jesus means more than sitting on a hillside and, and watching into the sky. It also means being faithful to fulfill the task that He's given us. And look at verse 45. Who then is the faithful and sensible slave whom His Master put in charge of His household to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that slave whom his master finds so doing when he comes. So there's something for us to do. There's a ministry to be involved in. There's a work to take part in as we await the coming of Jesus. He gives us two reasons why we should be found faithful when He returns. We have been entrusted with a ministry. We are stewards. God has given us the privilege to be involved in the work of His kingdom. And nothing should stop us from being faithful till the day that Jesus comes again. When um, Mount Vesuvius destroyed the city of Pompeii. They found people in very different positions. Some were in deep vaults as if trying to escape from the eruption of the mountain. Some were in lofty chambers. But they found the Roman sentinel standing at the city gate with his hands still grasping his weapon. All of the ashes were falling down upon him, but he had been given a task. And he was faithful. We've been given a task. We have a ministry. And until Jesus comes again, we're called to be faithful, aren't we? We are called to occupy until... He comes. We have work to do. We have a mission to fulfill. And we don't want to be found unfaithful. We've been entrusted with a ministry. And because we've been entrusted with a ministry, we must give an accounting of our ministry. As you examine what Jesus said about His return, you can't help but notice that He often speaks of it as a day of accounting. Notice what He says. For those who are faithful 
Jesus promises reward. Verse 46, Blessed is that slave whom his master finds so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will put him in charge of all his possessions. Faithful servants will rule and reign with Jesus. Rewarded for faithful service. But for those who are not faithful, Jesus gives a very stern warning here. In verse 48, he says, But if that evil slave says in his heart, My master is not coming for a long time. And he begins to beat his fellow slaves and to eat and drink with drunkards. The master of that slave will come on a day when he does not expect him and in an hour which he does not know. And notice this picture. And will cut him in pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's not a pleasant word, is it? Cut in pieces. A place where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus says that he will judge the unfaithful servant with the hypocrites because that is exactly what he is. He claims to be a believer, but his life proves otherwise. He may think that he's getting away with his sin. He may think he has a long time to change because his master's return is a long, long, long way off. Oh, I've got time. (laughs) Got lots of time. I don't need to be concerned about Jesus coming. I'm young and they've been talking about this for a long time. What's the worry? No hurry. And the master returns. He's caught unaware. He's not ready to meet him. My father told a story about an eagle that had landed on a chunk of ice. And in that chunk of ice, there was a lamb that had fallen into the river and frozen. That eagle was standing there and just eating away at that, that lamb. Going down the river... And a ways down the river, there was a waterfall. Of course, the eagle had seen the waterfall, you know, flying above there, but he stayed too long, and his feet got frozen into the ice. And as that block of ice was going over the edge, the eagle was flapping its wings frantically, crying out, couldn't get released ended up going over the falls to its death thought he had time I'll just fly away at just the right time huh? and how many people think you know I'll come to Jesus later when I'm older just before I die just before sometime later don't be a fool do not be a fool Jesus is coming again The day, the hour, we don't know. Only the Father knows. Wouldn't it be wise to be ready to meet Him today? 
Wouldn't it be wise to come to Him today and say, Lord, Lord Jesus, I know I need You. I am lost in sin. I'm on my way to hell. I need a Savior. Thank You, Jesus, that You came to die for me. That's what we celebrate at Christmas time, the coming of our Savior. Thou shalt call His name Jesus, for He will save His people from their sins. You need a Savior. I need a Savior. And Jesus is the one. Do you know Him? Do you really know Him? When Jesus comes again, will you be caught up with all the saints of all the ages gathered around the throne to worship the Lord? Or will there be separation? Because you don't know Him. Come to Jesus today. He died for you. He rose again for you. And He offers life eternal as a free gift. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Let's pray. One day, Lord Jesus, You will come again. And even though we live in a day when people laugh, they mock at such a thought, Lord, we know that Your Word is true. We know that You will come again. We know that every promise that You have made in Your Word, You will keep because You are a faithful God. We don't know when You're going to come. We have no idea when that day will come. And that's why we need to be ready today. And Lord, I pray, if there's someone listening to my voice today that does not know Jesus, oh God, would you call them to yourself? Would you show them that they are a sinner in need of a Savior and that Jesus Christ is the way, the only way, the truth, and the life? Lord, thank you for the hope that we can stand on today, the promise of your word. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ, our Lord. For we pray in his name. Amen.